Hello, ladies. My name is Cherry Limhoko. Welcome to the Virtue Podcast. Today, the topic I'm going to share about is titled Living with Purpose and Learning the Joys of Singleness. I have been attending Harvest OC for about 10 years now and have been part of Virtue Ministry for the past seven years. I didn't immediately jump into small group because at the time, I didn't know how much I was going to need it. But when I did, it was life-changing. Virtue is where God used individuals to speak into my life and experience His grace and love in such tangible ways. It's where my religion became a relationship and head knowledge became heart knowledge. Matthew seven twenty four says, Everyone then who hears these words and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And in Luke eleven twenty eight it says, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. I know we all have the desire to be doers of his word, not just hearers. Prior to virtue, I tried to run this race on my own. I did a lot of hearing, but not a lot of doing. I did have fellowship in the church with those who I serve with, but not like the community and the friendships that the Lord has brought into my life through these small group settings. I can't imagine my life without virtue and the friendships that have come out of it, especially in this season. So ladies, if you're not already part of a small group, I encourage you to do so. Virtue is also where the Lord continues to stretch me. It's where He continues to reveal His purpose for me in every season in my life. I never thought I'd be recording a podcast regarding this topic because the Lord knows the waves I've experienced in this season. I've had long periods of being content and experiencing joy and purpose, but also times of feeling discontent, lonely, and worried. Even times where I questioned if there was something wrong with me, especially when well-intentioned friends and family asks about my relationship status. You know those questions like, you haven't met anyone? And they use their gift of facial expression to show such concern. Following with advice like, you just need to put yourself out there. Anyways, when I was called to share at the Good Things Conference and the Virtue Podcast, I immediately thought, there's no way I can do this. I am not qualified to share this. Fear and doubt and even shame from my past entered into my mind. But the Lord is so good. He reminded me that opposition comes in times when He calls us to do something. I couldn't allow those thoughts and feelings to make that decision for me. But instead, I took it to prayer and fasting and reached out to my sisters in Christ for a lot of prayer, and they encouraged me to follow what the Lord has led me to do. A couple years ago, I read a book titled Adorned by Nancy DeMoss Wilgameth in a small summer study. In her book, she talks about how inspiring we can be when we testify to something we know about firsthand. She writes, You may not feel qualified to inspire the generation coming behind you, but the fact is we're all still learning, still growing, and still in need of daily grace. The soundness of our faith isn't a mountaintop experience or a finish line. It's a journey, and we each travel imperfectly. But I promise you what you have gleaned of God's nature and ways throughout the course of your life, however inadequate you may feel, is worth passing on to others. Where you have seen God prove Himself faithful, 
wherever his word sustained you in weakness and provided needed direction, and yes, even wherever you have experienced the consequences of failing to walk according to his word, there is your story to share. So today, I'm here not because I have this season perfected or have all the answers as to what this should or shouldn't look like or even the knows of it all, but in hopes to share some encouragement and to know that you're not alone in the struggles and that there's joy and purpose to be found in this season. I love when Zenobia shared a few weeks ago on the Virtue Podcast that singleness is a gift, but it may not have been a gift that you wanted. It doesn't take the fact away that you now have this gift and you know the one who gave it to you loves you and you thank them, don't you? The same applies to our singleness because God loves us. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above. So ladies, we have a choice what to do with this gift that God has given us. We can thank Him, trust Him, glorify Him, and honor Him with the gift He has given us. I believe it's safe to say we have all struggled with feeling lonely and discontent. Finding yourselves as a party of one in social gatherings or during the holidays and Valentine's Day when it seems like everyone has someone, even watching a romantic comedy can be unbearable at times. There's times we're longing for something we don't have or frustrated that our plans have not come to fruition within our own time frame. Ladies, it's not wrong or sinful to feel this way, but it can be depending on how we respond. We can run to the one true God who is faithful and sustains us in His Word, or run to other gods to fill that void. Psalm 16.4 says, The sorrow of those who run after another God shall multiply. They will have troubles and sorrow unending. There were seasons in my life when I ran to other gods, or was being the God in my own life. Idolizing and desiring something that I thought, if only I had this, then I would be happy and it would comfort me and love me. And maybe those things did for a moment, but none of it sustained me. Rather, it left me empty, broken, and separated from God and feeling even more alone. But God, even then, He allows us to get to the end of ourselves, to experience the consequences so that we can once again see how much we need Him, our Savior. His grace is enough. He wants to restore what is broken. He will prune us and remove what is dead to breathe in new life. And when we run to the one true God, He can use those same challenges and struggles to draw us closer to Him. James 4.8 says, Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. People will come and go, just as our feelings come and go, but God doesn't. He's constant and reliable. He's always with us. His word never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So ladies, no matter what season you are in, whether you're single, married, or dating, or even the accomplishments and goals that you're trying to reach, we'll never be 100% content here in this life. We'll always be longing for something else. It's our human nature. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, He has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. Even Paul shares in Philippians 4.11 that he had to learn to be content in any and every situation. In verse 13, he shares his secret. He says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. 
Ladies, we have the same source available to us. We can draw from Christ's strength by being in His Word. We know His promises hold true to us, too, and we have access to Him through prayer and have the Holy Spirit as our helper. When we are worried about our future, feel and notice, or that we don't belong, His Word says in Isaiah 43:1, to fear not, for I have redeemed you, and I have called you by name, and you are mine. When we need encouragement, a hug, or companionship, God knows He's faithful to bring us into community, and He knows what we need and the best way to meet those needs. He says in Philippians 4.19, Our God will meet all our needs according to the riches of His glory. Have you ever opened up an email, a text, or turned on worship music that ministered to you right there and then? Or prayed for something and someone comes alongside of you answering that prayer. He meets our needs and He answers prayers through other people. We're called to be in community. God's Word says, Love one another, encourage one another, serve one another, bear one another's burdens. He has given each of us spiritual gifts to edify the church and to glorify Him in serving others. We can experience the fullness of God's character His presence, His sovereignty, through His Word, through His church, and through nature when we're out in the vastness of His creation. Psalm 1611 says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. One commentary explains that in closeness of His presence, we are honored and privileged to enjoy His love, companionship, care, power, and protection. So how can we experience this daily? Number one, sit in His presence first thing in the morning before anything else, because whatever you look at or respond to first thing in the morning will become your God that day. Will it be social media, the news, an email, a text message, or a list of things to do? Or is it going to be in God's Word? Don't make time, but take the time to be in His presence. Psalm 90:14. David cries out, Lord, satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, that you may rejoice and be glad all of our days. Be intentional in spending time in God's Word, praying and talking to Him, not just in the morning, but throughout our day. Invite God into our everyday. He is with us everywhere we go. Have your morning coffee dates with Him. Take Him on a hike. Have a picnic at the beach with Him. He's even there with us at work, at school. He's everywhere. There's no other relationship as important as our relationship with God. We are created to be in fellowship with Him and to become more like Him to bring Him glory. One of our virtue teachers, Melanie Brown, often says, The more we know Him, the more we love Him. And the more we love Him, the more we will obey Him. And the more we obey Him, the more we will change and be transformed into His image. Number two, be busy in His business. When we are busy in His business, we will find our purpose and contentment that produces true, authentic joy. We have the freedom and flexibility in what, where, and with whom we spend our time and energy on. 1 Peter 4.10-11 says, Each of you should use whatever spiritual gift you have received to serve others as faithful steward of God's grace in various forms. When we selflessly love and serve others, we think less about ourselves. So sit in His presence, take Him everywhere with you, and be busy in His business. 
I have four quick bullet points that I borrowed from Elizabeth George's book, Loving God with All Your Mind. She suggested the ABCD acronym that I just love and try to implement. A. Acknowledge God's hand. Acknowledge that God is sovereign and He is in control. His hands are on everything and He has us here for a reason. Romans 8.28 says, We know all things works together for good to those who love Him, to those who are called according to His purpose. The Passion Translation says, Every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives, for we are His lovers who have been called to fulfill His designed purpose. This is comforting, ladies. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He is in control not just of the whole universe, but of our circumstance. When we are able to acknowledge that His hand is in all things, it takes the pressure off of us. We can trust the process. God is refining, sanctifying us, and in that, His will is going to be accomplished. There was a time in my life when I was too busy to do midweek study, let alone a small group study. I was very selfish with my time. It was actually an injury that got my attention and that the Lord used to usher me into community. If I had trusted my feelings instead of Him, it would have spiraled to running to other gods to cope with my injury. I would have not joined virtue and most likely not have made these amazing friendships from the Lord. These are the ladies that I now do life with outside of church. We've traveled together, celebrated holidays together, we serve together and lean on each other in times of joy and sorrow. There's not a day that goes by that my phone isn't filled with words of encouragement, prayers, and messages that just brighten up my day. The Lord has also given me friends who are married and have families. They have blessed my son and I by inviting us over for a meal, game night, or family weekend trips. It was an opportunity God has used to witness to me and my son what a family who loves and serves the Lord looks like. These experiences have spurred me up to encourage me to open up my home for fellowship, meals, and facilitate a small group study. B. Bloom where you're planted. Wherever we are planted or season we're in, bring the Lord with you. Enjoy it and trust that He will fulfill the purpose He has for us there. Be patient in the season you're in. It's a season and you'll never know when it's going to end. In our single season, we have more time to spend with Him and doing what He has called us to do. Sometimes we're planted in places with tasks that seem so mundane. But when we do all things unto the Lord and keep our eyes on Him and take Him there with us, it's an extra bonus of joy and contentment that we didn't expect. As a single mom living in Orange County, I had to find a second source of income. And through a virtue sister, I was introduced to a woman's gym whose owner just so happens to be a believer. If you know me, you know one of my passions is helping women reach their goals. The owner encouraged me and invested in me to get my certifications as a trainer and a nutritional counselor. And of course, as an Instagram influencer, I started posting about it on my social media, inviting some of my virtue sisters, and the place has grown to be a community of women encouraging each other. There's been prayer on the treadmills, tears in the office, and laughter and invites during our workouts. Some of the ladies have even started joining us at church or join our small groups. 
So ladies, when we live out our calling and do it unto the Lord, He will use ordinary people in ordinary places to draw them to Him. C. Concentrate on God's promises. In those moments when we are challenged with discontentment, loneliness, fear, and worry, we need to concentrate on God's promises. Psalm 37.4 says, Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Philippians 1.6 says, Be confident that He who began a good work in you will carry it to completion, and that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us and empowers us to fulfill His purpose in Philippians 4.13. D. Do something useful. In this season, we have the availability and the flexibility to serve our community or help a friend in need. We can be fruitful stewards of our time, talents, and treasures to serve the Lord in ways that someone who is married may not be able to. By God's goodness and His grace, I have been poured into and blessed by others who have walked their single season in obedience to Christ. Witnessing how they live their life honoring Him has encouraged me and held me accountable to do the same and to be that witness for others. He has blessed me with the opportunity to travel to Texas, Arizona, and Idaho to serve at Harvest America. And even amongst our group, we were able to minister to the younger adults that were there with us. By setting examples of how we manage our time, how we fueled our body properly, rested to be refreshed, and honored the purpose God gave us to be willing and ready to serve in any capacity. And ladies, we had a blast along the way. We can also bring a friend a meal, accompany a friend that just needs company, minister to someone who is walking through a storm that we've walked through, and even be a spiritual mother to some. So ladies, wherever you are is where God has sovereignly placed you. Use it to serve Him, your family, and His people. And in doing so, you will find purpose, contentment, and indescribable joy.